0: Good day, friends. Welcome to another week and to another episode of Enough for Today. It's Monday, August the 15th, and we're coming off a wonderful weekend at Emmanuel after a busy week, and I'm getting ready to resume an extremely intense week. So I would ask for your prayers uh, today, meetings all day, tomorrow meetings all day. Um, And uh, moving into Friday, we have our Staff Development Day. There will be somewhere between 55 and 60 paid employees, of our church and school ministries together for a day of training and we are in the midst of reconstruction uh, in our school getting our school building ready so so many moving pieces and decisions to make budgets to finalize um, all good it's like amazing things uh, but it is intense and there's a lot of it so i need wisdom and i'm sure you do today as you start your day enough of my day If you didn't get to hear a Sunday, yesterday, our study of John 6, oh my, I would invite you to do so. We studied Jesus' promises, Jesus' word, that he is the bread of life and what that means. And basically the the last uh, 30 verses-ish of John 6, one of Jesus' most powerful and profound messages, it's when he's closing out his ministry at Capernaum, it's sad because many people walk away. They they don't want Jesus to be who he is. They want him to be somebody else. Um, and when he refuses to be and offers them himself and his life and his, his Zoe fullness of everlasting and eternal life, they walk away. But it is an encouraging passage in the sense that it shows so beautifully and so repeatedly the promises and the passion, the compassion, the grace of God through Jesus, and so um, I think it will encourage you, and it will encourage you in conjunction to where we are at today, because we're in Psalm 56, and we have come through the first four or five verses, actually verse four is where we're at today, so let's read up to verse four, David's running from Saul, and he says, be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up, he fighting daily oppresseth me, mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Now, we talked a lot about that on Friday, and uh, I was with a friend last night talking about the very subject of fear and how pervasive it is in all of our lives. I think back to my own parenting years, and I think, wow, so many of my parenting decisions were driven by fear, not simply caution but actual fear. Uh, what time I'm afraid I will trust in thee, God hath not given thee a spirit given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And so I don't know what challenges you're facing today, but um, fear is not of God. and so going at them in fear is not something the Lord would want for you. He's not how He would lead you forward. Well what's David's counter? He says, well, I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to deliberately confront my fear with trust. Apparently, these things are counter to each other. When I'm fearing, I'm not trusting. And when I'm trusting, it's going to assuage or re-channel, redirect my fear. So David continues in verse 4. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. In God, I will praise his word. Now think about that. David knew God's word, the the limited portion that he had had of it compared to us. He knew that God was good to his promises. He had more, more than a book or a particular set of scrolls. He had the promise of God, that God told him he was going to be the king of Israel. He would be the next anointed leader. So this is God's directive. This is God's assignment. God has already dictated how things are going to go. And so David is in the midst of this uncertainty and fear is tempting uh, to, to seize upon him and then tempting him to act in fear. And David says, wait a minute, I've got the word of God. God has given me revelation that I'm already anointed to be the king of Israel. And so in God, I can praise his word. I can praise his promises in his word I am secure, I stand fast. So what's the answer for you, my friend, today when you're facing difficulties or uncertainties or things that would generate fear? The same thing. You already have the promises of God, all the promises of Jesus. Hey, four times, I think, in John 6, Jesus says, I will raise him up in the last day. If you believe in Jesus, over and over and over, you have the promise of God that you are secure, uh, he can never leave you, Uh, He can never lose you. You can never be separated from his love. I mean, on and on and on I could go with the promises of God that today in him, you can praise his word. In God, David says, I have put my trust, that action of putting it on him, in him. Lord, I look forward to seeing what you're going to do in this situation. Lord, I look forward to seeing how you will govern and guide this conversation. You know, this week I have to have some uncomfortable or difficult conversations I don't like those. Uh, they make me afraid, but I also, when I stop and think about it and I know the Lord is leading and guiding and directing, I also know that he, uh, I can put my trust in him and in the right way, he'll unfold the conversations, the relationships, the decisions, he'll guide, he'll, he will, um, he will handle my circumstances well. So David just knows, um, that without trusting God, he's going to, he's going to go nuts. He's going to Loses sanity. But with his trust in God, he has no reason to fear. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. I've talked about it before, but I love the place where Jesus told the disciples they're going to bring you before magistrates, uh, they're going to persecute you. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, they're going to even kill some of you. But uh, not a hair of your head will perish. Now that seems like a paradoxical thought. How can Jesus claim that not a hair of my head, as many of them have already perished, not a hair of my head is going to perish, but they're going to kill me or they're going to persecute me. It seems like Jesus has dual economies operating in his heart and mind. He has the physical earthly realm, the fleshly realm, and he has the spiritual eternal uh, realm. And one of the things he says in, in line with that passage at some point he says don't be afraid of those that can kill your body but rather fear him that can destroy soul he's he's compelling people to put faith in him uh, to avert avoid final judgment ultimate uh, justice but the takeaway for me and if I'm if you're a disciple sitting there is don't be afraid of people that that can hurt you all they can do is kill your body which to us is just the end of all things it seems but uh, to Jesus is smaller than the passing of one hair you know all they can do is kill your body but not one hair of your head will perish it just it just gives a clear a clarity to the fact that we put way too much confidence in the flesh we t- we put way too much value um and and too much uh, of our stability rests in the physical, visible, material world. And uh, David says, I'm just refusing to fear. I absolutely will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Uh, Whatever happens, God can be trusted. Well, friend, that's Monday for enough for today. Thanks for joining me. We're off to a new week. We'll continue through Psalm 56. I hope you will uh, track along all week, and I hope God gives you a great week. I'm praying for you. Thank you for your prayers. Have a great day.